Hey guys, how's it going? Uh, Dark here. Uh, and today, we're going to be doing a review today, or I will be. Um, it's been a long time since I've done a review. Well, cue the music. As you can see, if all of you know what this opening is for, this is going to be Fairy Tale Season 2. Um, and it's quite crazy um, that I'm talking about uh, Fairy Tale today because, like I said, it's been a long time since I've done a review. Now, first things first, I'm going to see if how long this will take. Now, Season 2 has is more more straightforward in its approach um there's only technically three arcs two tiny ones and one big one um and let's see how how how, how long this will go if it goes like above 45 minutes and all that if um for whatever reason i don't like uh don't like the way this turned out i'll turn this into two parts i'll uh, do part one today, and then I'll do part two tomorrow, um, and and um, edit them that way. Okay, if it gets too long for you guys, I don't want to do like I did at the beginning of the podcast, where it's like hour and a half per episode, and it's just me talking for an hour and a half. Nobody wants to hear that. So um, today we're going to talk about um, Fairy Tale season two. Now. Um, Let's start with the art style and the animation. Um, so the art style and the animation is still quite good from season one. However, the first season had more varied locations, but that that isn't necessarily season two's fault because of the storyline that's going on for a big portion of season two. But with the locations that are in this season, I really, it looks really nice to look at. Now, in terms of animation, um, so we got the art style in the background. The animation, for the most part, is pretty well done. I think Fairy Tale is one of the um, 
one of the enemies that does <coughs> excuse me action fight scenes really 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 well i think there's another one that does really well too which is gonna be the next enemy i'm gonna be talking about um anyway that's that's gonna be towards the end of this podcast here um so and i think for the most part the um the uh, action scenes are really well done. Um, there are more magic users in this season, um, which adds to the animation with all new characters and a new plot. Right there as Yon Sace, so of course it shows a lot of variety in terms of magic being used. And the uh, animation is awesome to look at. Um, like in season one. Now the fight I want to bring up in terms of animation and art style, which... In my notes, from what I'm writing down, I don't think I mentioned this fight enough, which I will definitely will look back. I will tell you guys what happened story-wise. But in terms of um, the fight between Natsu and Zero, um, that, f- that final fight with him and Zero was actually quite quite good to like, quite, not quite good, quite awesome to look at. It was so damn good. And um, I really liked the fight scene between Natsu and Zero in terms of animation there. But overall, the art style is good. Granted, it's mostly in one location. Um, season 1 is, like I said, is only in, mostly in one location. It's in... Uh, I'm trying to think, trying to think. It's mostly in a forest. Uh, while Season 1 was variety in all kinds of different locations. Um, so overall... Uh, the animation art style was pretty well done, and I quite enjoyed it once again. Is it better than season one? Well, art style wise, it's not as good, but it's, like I said, it's not season two's fault in terms of the storyline. Next, we are be going to music and sound. All right, so next is music and sound. The opening, or both openings for Fairy Tale, are quite nice. Very cool. The music in the show is awesome. I think I may have explained that in season one, but I think the music is really well done here. Actually, I didn't. I did not. This is unscripted on my end. Um, the only scene that I think is really well overdone is uh, when they um, finally beat the Razian Sea. Spoiler alert! And there's this scene like a patriotic type of music to it and I think it's way over the top and so stupid that I don't particularly like that type of music but the other fight scenes like um other fight scenes and the, the other music and all that and the uh, and the fight scenes are really well done the music overall is really well done the openings are pretty much spot on um now there there's well, there's two reasons why I wanted to watch Fairy Tale at the beginning, and one of them is well, my uh, actually, sorry, there's one reason why I wanted to watch this show. Um, number one is that the uh, there's three openings that I watched before I um before I started watching the show and reviewing it for you guys. Um, there's four openings, sorry. Can't get my mind straight. There's four openings. I already used one with Snow Fairy, but there's three other openings. Can you tell me which ones they are? Why? Which one do you think I would be picking? And I believe they're in later seasons. I don't know where exactly where they are, but they're in later seasons. And I've been wanting to 
um, review the show because of the music. That's how good the music in the show is. And this anime is so good is that I like the music so much that I started watching the anime because of that. Uh, so, can you guess which opening song got me into it? Got me into fairy tale? Just, just guess and see which one it is. Now, but besides that, um, the music was pretty much good, except for that patriotic, over-the-top sound here. Uh, next is going to be voice acting. Once again, it's the same voice actors from the season one, and I still quite enjoy all of them. There's some characters that I think, yeah, I think, yeah, I think the voice acting is pretty good. Even the voice actor for Carla is pretty good too. Uh, now, uh, I actually listened, watched the sub a little bit, and I thought the sub was really well, well done too. So I think the sub and the dub is really good. So once again, uh, I still think it's pretty good. Now, let's go into the arcs. Now, I'm going to divide this into several different, I guess you can say sections, because there's kind of like three arcs here. Um, so, let's go into story arc number one. Alright, story arc number one. So, this season starts off exactly after what happened with Loxus after just after he almost destroyed Magnolia and Fairy Tail. It's back to normal lives with worrying about jobs and all that, all this. But this forest story arc is centered around Lucy a little bit. Um, with two angles for her. One that brings up her father coming back because he lost his fortune and he wants to start a new life again by, by asking Lucy for some money, which she obviously rejected him for that. And she don't have the money to give him. She's better about what her father did to her in season one. If you want to watch season one's or listen to season one's review, go back and um, watch it. It's the <laughs> most recent review before this one. Um, but he said he's going to go to a mining guild to start life all over again. But when she was, um, but when she, uh, but she heard some news that the mining guild is going to be under attack. Is, is under attack. So, thinking her father was there, she go in and help save the, the city or the village from a group of bandits, which goes over the overall arc. They were the bandits of the Orassian Sace, or they were paying them protection money. I'll go back to the Orassian Sace in a little bit. But she was, um, but she went to go save the, uh, the village. And uh, her father showed up after she saved the village, thinking that her father was there. And um, she still kept, felt kind of empathetic towards him. It is her father, and she kind of felt bad for him. So um, she. They moved forward with the arc. It wasn't necessary a little bit. I mean, I don't think it was horrible, but it kind of led the bandits to the Eratian states and that sort of thing. It kind of serves a purpose now. <sighs> The one thing that I didn't, didn't think so showed uh, showed a purpose was the little arc they have next. Um, um, is uh, it, it was put up for laughs, but I do want to see this possibly um, possibly in the future for this. Um, 
But Lucy, while she's looking for a job, is hearing rumors not to having a crush on somebody at the guild. He's acting quite strange. He wanted to go on jobs with her, etc. So this, the arc, um, the arc is brought up with the idea of Lucy, Lucy, blah, Lucy and Natsu being together. Now, I always thought that those two, those two would be getting together, but right now, no. And uh, I think it's kind of out of the field. I don't think it was really necessary. It's played up for laughs, which is cool because of what happened at Fairy Tail Guild, which I'll talk about a little bit. But it's not Natsu's character right now. Um, yeah, like I wrote in my notes here, no, that isn't Natsu's character at the current time. The main reason why people thought Natsu had a crush on somebody in the guild because because he's found treasure underneath a tree in Magnolia. He wanted to use one of Lucy's celestial spirits to dig it up. <laughs> he doesn't have like a crush on Lucy right now. He just wanted to find the treasure, which is just like a character right now. Now, do I want to see a relationship in those two in the future? Absolutely. Yes. But, um, but right now, it doesn't make sense for his character. Um, but I think it's still kind of fun. He just wanted to use one of Lucy's Celestial Spirits to freaking dig up treasure, right? <laughs> just like he, like the character that he is. Um, but the humor part, um, now, now granted, Lucy freaking out was kind of funny. Um, now, about the same time, the fairy tale guild was in somewhat of a turmoil. Because Juvia wanted Gray to notice her. Um, because she loves him. So she went to a very shady dealer. Or shady merchant dealer. Same thing. To buy a potion that will make someone love them. Or the merchant says. But in actuality, the whole guild went into a turmoil. <laughs> From, uh, what's the guy's name? Master... Makarov. Makarov, that's it. Makarov. He, um... He sniffed the potion. And, uh... He started to have a rivalry with alcohol, like very alcoholics, true struggle. <laughs> um, everybody else was having feuds with, uh, with Urza having a feud with a fucking pillar. Um, that was a thing. Um, and then, then, then Gray and Happy having a feud over saying, Hey, Happy, I can fly. I'm going to show you that I can fly. It's like, really? <laughs> it's kind of funny. It was played up for laughs and I thought it was pretty well done. Um, now, I think, I, I do see the possibility of Natsu and Lucy getting together, but not right now. Um, I have a feeling they may get together later on, but right now, no, it don't make any sense. Um, Natsu's not really looking for love, and she thinks that Natsu's freaking annoying. So right now, possibility? Right, uh, possibility of having a future? Yes. Right now? No. Now. Let's go into the meat of the potatoes of this podcast, and that is the Eurasian Sea storyline. Alright, the Eurasian Sea storyline. Alright, the storyline, which is, like I said, which is the big central meat of this story season. So, Master Makarov came back from the match. From, from the Magic Council and got everyone together for a meeting. The Eurasian Seas, which is a dark guild, starting to come out of hiding and they are causing problems and planning on doing something. Do they know what that is? No, but they're coming in big and large now and they're causing all kinds of problems across the land. So... So... Do you remember those bandits that I mentioned to you? Uh, I already talked about it before. They are the ones that... Um, pay the Eurasian Seas protection money and they own Eurasian Seas protection money. So that's the the wisdom um, 
the bandits that Lucy um, defeated to save the villagers that were kept hostage and all that. Now, Nerazion Stasis provides us six wizards with additional seventh, which I'll talk about here in a little bit. But the Eurasian Stasis provides us six wizards, which are so powerful that, they're, that there will be a total of four wizarding guilds with at least four to five representatives per guild. Fairy tale, of course, is comprised of Natsu, Ursa, Grey, Happy, and Lucy. I guess we don't count Happy as a freaking combat companion, but he's Natsu's boy, so his companion, so. <laughs> Which feels like the only members of Fairy Tale at this point. But let's be honest with you, with you guys. Um, they are the, the four main characters, and Happy 2 is considered a fifth main character, I guess you can call them. Um, so it would make sense for them to bring those characters in. Because um, that's the characters that I care about, and this character where a lot of people in the anime care about. So it makes sense for them to, you know, for them to be um, brought in. Um, so we got Fairy Tale. Then we got Lamia Scale. I think I said that right. With new character, uh, with two returning characters and a new character. Uh, the two recurring characters is Leon and uh, let me see my notes here. Leon and Sherry from Grey Storyline from season one, if you can recall, and Wizard Saint Jura, which is a pretty cool character. I'll talk about him in like a little bit. Um, and Blue Blue Pegasus, which all of them are new characters to this anime, and they're introduced here. Ichia, Hibiki, Eve, and Ren. All four of them are perverts, kind of. I guess you can call them Chads in a way. <clears throat> And then with the final wizard guild of Kate Shelter, which is two, also two new characters are also introduced, Wendy and Carla. Now, as you can do the math here, we got four members of combat with Fairy Tail, three from Lemia Scale, four for Blue Pegasus, and one, I guess you can call them one combat for <coughs> Kate Shelter. Why don't they bring in one character? I'll talk about that like way later on. And speaking of that, I'll talk about the protagonist a little bit. I'm going to do another separate little section here for that. Um, I'm going to do like a uh, character retrospective because there's so many new characters here. Um, there's a total of one, four, five, six, and then the Arashion Cease, which is ten, and then, um, and then zero, which is 11. So there's 11 new characters here that are introduced. Jesus Christ. Okay, yeah. Um, so there's seven, nine. There's 13 characters that are new. 13 new characters that are introduced. Well, 14, sorry. Good Lord, that's a lot of characters, you know. Um, six of them are the antagonist. And then we have seven that were the protagonist. But anyway, um, so... Now, speaking of the the uh, villains, we got the Arasian Saints. The six members that you will see on the first hand is Brain, Midnight, Cobra, Angel, Hot Eye, and Racer. So the Arasian Saints, their main purpose is to awaken a long forgotten magic called Nirvana, which if that magic is released, <coughs> unleashed, <coughs> excuse me, will turn people who are good and bad, and people who are bad to good. They're on the edge of light, darkness, or light, they return to that, and later described can cause civilians to kill each other in the streets. So, obviously, if that magic is released ever across the world, that'd be a really bad idea. So, so, all four guilds are there to try and stop them. But, when you run the first Colonel Crossing Rats, you'll see their leader, or 
leader you think at the time, Brain, kidnaps Wendy because she found out she has sky magic. Okay, so, but some people are asking, well, what is sky magic? Well, Wendy gets her sky magic from the sky dragon, Gradina. I think I said her name right. So basically what we have here is another dragon slayer introduced into the show. And if you guys watch my season one review, I think dragon slayers right now are the most interesting damn thing in the show, along with another character, which I will mention him later. But so she gets the magic sky magic from the dragon Gradina, where Wendy has the power to heal and bring people back from the dead or wake them up. So, but when Brain kidnaps Wendy, they're in front of a casket. But when the casket is opened, but there's no other than another character that was brought back from season one again, Jalal. Um, which, if you guys can recall from season one, even though it's been over a year now, um, I think uh, that's the one storyline that I praised heavily. Uh, the, I guess you call it the Heaven's Tower storyline with Jalal and Urza. And I thought. Jalal is a cool character, and once again, he's brought back again. Um, so Brain's plan was to have Wendy wake up or revive Jalal, so that Jalal can jumpstart the Nirvana. Um, what the main reason is that the relationship that Wendy and Jalal have, which I'll go into Wendy's backstory in a little while, um, but she ended up doing it because of what she did for him, uh, what he did for her, and he is revived and starts, starts Nirvana. Now, before all this even happened, I never forgot to mention this, um, they fought the Rising Seas and got their ass kicked, but Urza got attacked by Cobra, who was injected with the snake's poison. He, he's running around on a big snake. Um, I don't and, uh, and she's slowly dying from the poison. So they had to go save Rescue Wendy so that she can heal Urza. They ended up doing that. She, she, Wendy saves, um, uh, Wendy saves Urza from the poison, and then Urza, f f f like, okay, so at the same time, Nirvana has like a big old, like, I guess you can call it like a big old beam in the middle of the sky. Urza found it, and she went to go try to stop it, but she found Jalal there. But the main, the main difference to Jalal here, Jalal has lost his memory, and didn't remember what he did, who, or who anybody is. So what he did was put a destructive magic to Nirvana, put destructive magic on, on himself, kind of like a, kind of like a magic suicide bomber in a way, um, that he that he'll sacrifice himself because of what Urza told him of what he did, because Urza said basically it's the start was, how can you, how can you not remember what you did? You did all these heinous things, like why? And Jalal thinks that he sh he should uh. Like make, I guess you could say, uh, make amends for what he thought he did, even though he don't remember he doing it, him doing it, um, because he has amnesia. But Brain shows up and deactivates the destruction magic, uh, because he's the one that taught Jalal that type of magic, and which is once again a Jalal backstory again, um, which goes into his backstory. Uh, Brain opens up Nirvana and releases it, kind of, not really. But it was like a city with like like a big old octopus, like 
like being if you can recall um, if you watched the Incredibles with those uh, those robots with the the the, uh, the robot arms from the Incredibles if you guys remember that yeah that's this city was very similar to that but way way on a bigger scale um, now let's see here get my notes here so excuse me guys okay so now down to heroes now they had to stop nirvana from basically spreading his magic now there are several fight scenes in here um which are pretty cool but the main reason why i don't want to talk about them because they're awesome like speed with racer gray leon um and uh angel and lucy and natsu and zero uh jura and i guess you can call it brain which was pathetic uh, midnight and urza i mean all those fight scenes are really good um really 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 good um but i'm not gonna mention them here i just want to say those fight scenes are good all right let's wrap this up a little bit because it this storyline can get kind of uh can be kind of winded but so brain if you can look at his face has tattoos all over his face and every time um natsu and the gang defeats a remember rassion says a tattoo disappears from his face what does that mean exactly well if all six markings including himself all vanish the true member of the rassion says will arrive his name is zero now brain sealed zero away because zero's a basically evil bastard all he wants to do is create chaos and nothing else. He's just an evil bastard, like I said. That all members of the guild who are not wounded stop Nirvana by destroying Makrama. So Makrama is in, I guess you can call it, in kind of like the legs of the uh, of the Nirvana city um, to stop it. And by the way, um, they stop Zero's plans and save Kate Shelter, which the main reason why Zero wanted to destroy Kate Shelter. Oh, he just wanted to do it just to do it. I mean, he's an evil bastard. They're kind of like neutral in the war. They're not like fighting for one side or the other. So he just wanted to eliminate Cave Shelter for the hell of it. But when they arrived there, they found out that Cave Shelter, there's people living there. There is. But Cave Shelter never actually existed. The old man of the Cave Shelter Guild is actually a civilian in Nirvana. He created the magic so the world would be a better place, so there won't be evil, which backfired and ended up wiping out his people. Now, remember I told you about the uh, the civilians killing each other in the streets? That's exactly what happened in that city. Um, and he was a civilian of that city, and he created the magic, which killed and wiped out his people. But he was alone. He was living alone as a spirit. And when Wendy and Jalal, I'll talk about that in a little bit, came up, he made an illusion and made an entire guild for Wendy. But he knew Wendy would start Nirvana one day and destroy it. Um, and then he disappeared. He Basically what he did was um, he made he made very powerful illusion magic. I mean, all the civilians of Kate Shelter, who they are. And um, and he was a spirit himself. So he used, used pretty powerful magic. Um, and he ended up saying, my duty is done. Um, all the people started disappearing in front of Wendy and Carla, which, as a result, left Wendy abandoned again. I'll talk about her backstory in a little bit, um, and all that. So, 
But Urza understood how it is to lose a loved one, and with Jalal and welcomes Wendy into fairy tale. And before, and then, I'm trying to think. Yeah. Um, then after that, um, Hot Eye, who was who's kind of like. Um, who was one of the Grazians, he's with Nirvana, he ended up being a bad guy, and he ended up a good guy, which I'll talk about his story a little bit. But, um, Jalal and Hot Eye ended up getting arrested because of the crimes that they committed. And then Jalal, this is the last time you saw Jalal going to like this, I guess you can call it this prison, prison, prison carriage. That's the last time you saw him. What we're going to do with Jalal in the future? Who knows? But, um, I'm trying to think here. Um, so, oh, and there's a little bit of a detail. Is a dark guild called Grimoire Dark. I actually had to look this up because they had two scenes in the entire season. Um, they are a dark guild, very similar to Ashton Chase, and they want to revive Zeref. Now, that's kind of like what happened in, uh, season one a little bit. But I just want to mention that, um. What will, what does Zaref have to do with anything? We shall see. Um, but from what I'm hearing, it's gonna be like way, like way, 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 way later down the road. So, yeah. So that's the main story arc. I'm gonna give you my thoughts about it towards the conclusion section. Next, let's talk about the new characters. new characters um all right so for this section i'll be talking about the new characters including the villains get my thoughts on them first um so uh, <coughs> <coughs> um, i'll talk about them i'm talking about the antagonist basically all in one shot um the new antagonist um i already talked about zero a little bit he's just an evil bastard he was cool but nothing much story to back to his backstory um Let's talk about the characters of Rational Sace. There's really, this is bad. Um, there's not really anything to remember of the um, Rational Sace besides Hot Eye and Cobra. Now, I think Midnight's magic's pretty cool, but I don't think he's that great of a character. Um, the two interesting ones here that come up to me is Hot Eye and Cobra. Um, like I said, I'm not gonna lie, I thought the villains were cool, their backstories were not really there, like Racer, Angel, Midnight, and Brain Dig. They had this have something for them, a little bit, but it wasn't that great. Hot, 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 hot Eye, he just wanted to get money so that he can find his brother again. All he wanted to do is find his little brother, which is heartwarming. I'll give it that. Cobra was a Dragon Slayer. That's the only thing that was interesting about him. He was a new Dragon Slayer, a new generation of Dragon Slayer, which is cool. Um, because Natsu, Wendy, and, and uh, Gagiel was, I guess you can call him, old generation. So that's kind of cool. But other than that, besides him being a Dragon Slayer, I didn't give a damn about him either. Character-wise, um, the villains were cool. They served as a good villain. But their backstory wasn't that great. They were okay at best. Okay. They were okay. Now, I'm actually going to go out with them. Go, go out of order here because I have one character and one I'm, I'm gonna do members of the big members of blue Pegasus um, a little bit 
Uh, okay, of all the characters in the Gilata, Ichia, sorry, uh, I spelled it wrong here, but Ichia was the most entertaining of 20. Um, basically, he's like a, call him a, like a perv, chad sort of thing. And the others were really like luster here. Hibiki, I think, was cool. He had like archive magic where he can look into like, like a, he's like a librarian kind of, and he can look, research stuff. That was cool. He can like look into library files and upload maps and people's edits. But other than that, his story was lacking. Ichi was was the most interesting. His interaction with Urza was pretty funny. Now, the, there's one reason that I didn't like the three other characters. Well, number one, the two others, Rin and uh, Eve, were not there really. Um, they're in the background. And other than that, another thing. Um, all three of them, the main reason I didn't like the other members was them basically, they were basically hitting on Wendy. Wendy in the show is a little girl, 11 to 12 years old. That was freaking creepy. I, I, and, uh, and I think I don't like none of you. You guys are freaking creeps. Um, I did not like that at all. It was not funny. It was just uncomfortable. I didn't like it. So after that, I said I don't like you. I don't like. I don't like you guys. Get away. Um, so besides Ichia, Ichia was pretty funny, legitimately. Um, the other three don't care. They're hitting on a little girl. That's enough. All right. That's just made me uncomfortable. Now, Jura was cool. Granted, he didn't have much screen time. He was awesome in terms of magic. He was basically like a, a Toph from Avatar. He was basically an Earthbender, which is pretty cool. Um, he was cool, and he's kind of like an old, cool, honorable character. He was cool, but he didn't have much enough, enough screen time. I wish he had more screen time than another character I'm going to talk about, which I might as well bring it up. Carla. Uh, Ay, ay, ay. Yeah, okay, guys. I don't like Carla. I think Carla is a snot, snotty, snotty, mean character. I can't stand her. Um, Happy is annoying. He is, but he's he lo he's he's. I love his attitude. And I love his. He's lovable. Carla here, she's snotty, snotty. While she did care for Wendy. She would complain about Wendy using her magic too much until like Wendy started crying. She was so snotty. She's very similar to um, to Happy, but her attitude was completely shot. I didn't like her. Every time Wendy and Carla were on screen, I said, go, "Yes, go, Wendy, go. You got it, girl." Carla would say, "Carla, just shut, shut your face. I don't like you, Carla. I really didn't like her, like at all." Carla was. <sighs> bad. I did not like her at all. Next. <laughs> I have to talk about this again. Um, Jalal. Again. Um, do I like his change with his amnesia? It does add dynamic to his character, and he wants to change his life. But what would he do in, in the future? What would he do with him in the future? Well, that will be something we all have to, uh, I will have to wait and see, and see this sort of thing. But this character is becoming so damn interesting. <coughs> <coughs> Again, surrounded in mystery. Same as Natsu. That's what makes Jalal so compelling. But him not remembering Wendy is kind of heartbreaking, though. But Jalal, at the end of his arc, got arrested. That's where he and that's where he leaves. And I already mentioned that before. I call him the mini adventures of Jalal at this point. Now, last but not least, 
the final character in this arc that's what introduces Wendy herself. Um, they do show glimpses of her. Um, glimpses of her. Um, she was on the train when Lucy, not, not too happy, were going on a job. She was around, and and they did show her. So, so the main uh, the main reason she joined to uh, to join the, to stop the stop to on seats was to talk to Natsu to see why Gradenia disappeared. Apparently, her master said that Natsu was a dragon slayer like her. She was hoping she'd get answers from Natsu. Uh, and she treated him like a big brother. That's awesome. Um, but how, why, and how did she know to talk to Natsu? Uh, another theory is maybe her, her master told her. The dragon slayers come into play. It's still a mystery. It's freaking awesome. Um, the main reason for me of watching the show is to figure out what happened to the dragons and why they left and why the dragons to layers um Natsu Gajio and even Wendy for her matter is so powerful um they do explain that they're trained by dragons which are the most powerful magic users in this universe but why did they disappear I can't answer that right now but I'm looking forward to what happens with it but anyway let's go back to uh, Wendy I really thought Wendy was an awesome character you learn a little bit about her backstory. She was abandoned by Gridania, Gridana, um, like similar to Natsu with Igneo. Um, but Jalal finds her and she challenges them and they bonded into like a brother and sister relationship. They had to part ways. And as far as from what I was looking at, it was before Jalal went to that prison camp where before he met Urza. So he knew what he was going into. So Jalal dropped off Wendy at the old man at the cage shelter so he made it basically he made the whole entire guild using illusion magic like I mentioned before um, but when Wendy found out that her guild was a lying illusion I feel bad for her um, cause she got abandoned by Gradena Jalal and then the guild that she thought was a family um, and when I'm getting flashbacks here of Wendy a little bit I have a trifecta. I have three characters here. Um, is is uh, Wendy and Airy um, from uh, My Hero Academia? If you can recall, it's like a, like it's, it's like a little sister you want to fight to protect. And say with uh, Clementine from uh, The Walking Dead too. Uh, and Wendy's and right in that camp where you feel so bad for. Her, and uh, yes, she's whiny, but she has great she, she has a great side side story to her, um, and uh, she's like a little sister you are want to fight to protect as much as you can. Um, so, but Wendy to me is to stand out from the season, and one of the reasons to watch is to watch is her character de uh, development. But when I think about the Rasiansi storyline, well. Uh, I think the storyline is really entertaining, but Jalal and Wendy was the spotlight, and watched, and it was the spotlight. Um, and there's two storylines were great, um, but the other new characters and new villains, Juro was cool and Ichi was funny and cool, as well. But the others outside of Wendy were lackluster, unlikable, aka Carla. Uh, the new villains, besides two of them, were not that interesting. And Cobra is interesting only because of him being a dragon slayer. So now we got one more story arc here. And then we will conclude.
Alright. The final arc. So this arc is everybody's back at Fairy Tale. And it's everybody celebrating Wendy and Carlin being introduced in the guild. <laughs> and God just being jealous about Wendy and Natsu having cats. Right now Natsu is chilling. Wendy was gonna find a job. You know, everything's back to normal. Um and Grazer walks up to him and says that he heard a funny rumor and he wanted to tell to, to Natsu about it. And Natsu said, Oh yeah, yeah, I've seen things funny. Yeah, go ahead. What is it? Grace said that somebody saw I uh, had a dragon sighting, which Natsu grows serious. And not only that, Wendy turns her head towards the conversation, same as Gajiel. And then Natsu and Wendy go investigate this dragon sighting. And that got me perked up too, because I want to know what's going on with this dragon storyline as well. Um, but when Wendy and uh, Natsu arrive at this hotel, it was trapped by a woman named Daphne. Gray led them there. Um, and she kidnapped Natsu and, and used his magic to make a dragon-like machine type of creature. Now, at the beginning, I thought Gray's character shift pissed me off. But, now when I'm looking back on it, this is one a little, little, little bit of Natsu's backstory a little bit. Um, there's a, a a city that was that Daphne basically made the whole city invisible by using her invisible magic or illusion magic, turning everybody invisible. So Gray's plan was to for him to feel like he's portrayed Natsu in the fairy tale guild to have Natsu stop Daphne and lift the curse from the town. What? It, could there be an, another simple way? Um, I think the main reason why Gray did that because not to forgot because he joined Fairy Tale and he was trying to look for Igneo this entire time. It's like there's gotta be a better, better way to tell him not to about this. Um, and I thought the story, the writing for Gray here was so sloppy, and I didn't really care for it. Um, I, I, I really, really didn't. I thought this arc was okay i think the writing from grave was so sloppy i didn't care for it i said there's gotta be a better way to get not to, to remember a promise that he made to help lift the curse of that town but just no i thought daphne wasn't that great of a character anyway uh really annoying um and the way they wrote gray i didn't really care for it i thought it was gonna be a fan fiction of gray turning evil but he wasn't evil, but he had to play like he portrayed the guild. I I didn't like it. I thought it was very sloppily written. Um, I want to talk about that arc. It was okay. Um, it just it just it wasn't that greatly written, to be honest with you. All right, so. Conclusion of the season. Um, I think the season is entertaining, and the Irrational Sea storyline was entertaining. And then little mini arcs like the Lucy Natsu love angle, Lucy's father. Um, the Lucy Natsu love angle and Lucy's father was pretty cool. Kind of rushed with the Lucy Natsu love triangle. But the Gray Daphne dragon storyline. I mean, 
you gonna bring you're gonna bring up dragons and then do that i mean come on man i do, i want to see why dragon why dragons disappear too and you're just gonna tease me like that come on now um and that storyline with gray and daphne and the dragon was so sloppily written i didn't like it um but the other but the the rest of the season i thought was pretty okay um the animation fights were once again entertaining, really from the watch. The comedy is there at the beginning, um, which is the biggest used for laughs, and I, I thought it was pretty cool. Um, I liked the cons. Uh, that's I'm going to skip over that. But the bright spots of the season were the July storyline, of course, Wendy's storyline, are all fantastic, and Nirvana was interesting at least in how it worked. But is it better than season one? I think season one is better because of these three arcs, but I think story two is still fun and entertaining. Um, and all that. Um, I, but I still... it's Season one is better. It's good. G great, even. It's, season two is borderline great to good. I think season two is good. It wasn't horrible. I think it was good. It wasn't bad, but it wasn't great. I think it was middle of the road. It was good i don't think it's average i think it's good so um that's the end of season two for fairy tale now next week which i have to do it next week next saturday on the 26th i'm going to be reviewing my hero academia season five so stay tuned for that and uh i hope you guys have a oh and i'll see you guys then